Hello! Today is Wednesday, September 27, 2023, and welcome to episode 254 of Fault Lines, the National Security Institute's podcast that gets you quickly up to speed three times a week on the national security and foreign policy debates shaking up America. I'm Jamil Jaffer, NSI's founder and executive director. I'm joined here today by Jessica Jones, NSI's deputy executive director, and two of NSI's senior fellows, Les Munson and Morgan Venia. So today we're going to be talking about some goings on in the South China Sea. Uh, the Chinese have recently uh, prevented Philippine fishermen uh, from accessing a part of the Scarborough Shoal. This is a rich fishing area uh, off the coast of the Philippines uh, within their 200-mile, 220-mile uh, exclusive economic zone. The Chinese, since the 1940s, have claimed not only this shoal, but, a, but many other islands in the South China Sea, including the Spratleys uh, and the like. Uh, this has caused a significant amount of friction between them um, and other Indo-Pacific nations, including the United States um, and our allies like the Philippines, the Japanese, uh, Mal the Malaysians and the like. So this is a huge issue going on. Uh, just as of yesterday, uh, the Philippine government sent in a diver who cut the line, the, the floating buoys that the Chinese had used to exclude uh, Philippine fishermen. So the battle has been joined. Uh, but this is a longer issue. This is a bigger issue. Um, there have been uh, fights over the Spratleys. The Chinese have been building uh, militarized islands. About about seven islands have now built uh, with significant radar and military facilities. Uh, so this is an issue that's going to continue to be a problem. The question for us today is, what, if anything, should the U.S. do about it? If the Philippine government, uh, which is a longtime uh, ally and partner of the United States, uh, we are now building, uh, reestablishing re our military bases there as part of our uh, Indo-Pacific strategy, um, should we defend uh, the Philippine uh, government and its people um, in their rightful claim to these to accessing these uh, these these shoals and these fishing areas? Uh, should we be running more freedom of navigation operations? Will this provoke a potential fight between an increasingly uh, expansive uh, and aggressive uh, Chinese uh, Navy and, and merchant marine fleet? So, Jessica Jones. What do you think? Easy to solve problem, right? Um, well, I think, you know, you've touched on some of the things the U.S. has been doing lately. You know, you have a Philippine president that came in last year who's who's taking a tougher stance on China and who now not just saying it with rhetoric is an action, right? Like you point out the recent story of cutting the rope. Um, he allowed access to four more, you know, the U.S. to four more bases this year. They held the biggest joint exercise ever. The U.S. has announced over $100 million in military aid. They're going to upgrade the bases. And as you point out, Secretary Austin recommitted our commitment to the Philippines to defending them. And so you really have to wonder in the face of both all of the U.S. action this year and a maybe tougher Philippine president, whether that makes China actually take pause, right? They've got their own domestic issues going on that we've covered in the show um, and whether they might actually kind of toe the line and stay where they are now and, and, and shift to focus on some of their domestic problems. But it doesn't look like they are, right? I mean, it, it does appear that they're sort of engaging these activities once again, these sort of, in this case, it's, it's just fishing villages, or sorry, fishing uh, zones. I mean, it seems like a problem. I mean, Morgan, you were, you served at the US, at US UN. I mean, can the UN do anything here? Is there a role for them to play? I know the UN always says when the US is something out of a maritime dispute, well, you didn't sign the law, you haven't, you haven't ratified the law of the sea. So, I mean, is the law of the sea relevant here? I mean, what, what is the UN doing and can they be doing anything in this space? Yeah, no, I'm just going to put the UN aside for, for right now, uh, for once, right? <laughs> Um, I think the, the more important piece here is really sort of what the United States is going to be doing about this. We have a mutual defense pact uh, with with the Philippines. And, you know, this is just the latest act of Chinese aggression towards a treaty ally. Um, as you and just noted, you know, we've been expanding our footprint there. But I think we also need to be looking more regionally. You know, President Biden was just in Vietnam. It looks like they're working out a, um, a sale for F-16s. 
Um, so I think what we're really seeing right now is the, this administration trying to shore up um, U.S. presence in the region, not just in the Philippines, because that clearly is, you know, a, Philippines is a top priority for us. But I think we're also looking at, you know, other partners um, and, and allies and, and how we can um, best defend them as, as a region. Um, you mentioned that the United States is conducting a number of defense operations within the region. Um, clearly, that should continue. Um, I think we can actually step that up in many ways. But really ensuring that our partners have the ability to defend themselves, I think, really is the first step. So, I mean, Morgan, when you say defend themselves, does that mean supply them with weapons and not put U.S. US military in the fight? I mean, we're there in the region. We have forces fielded um, in the Indo-Pacific. Should we be running more U.S. military operations like freedom of navigation operations in the region? And if so, might that get us in a fight with the Chinese? Well, look, I mean, I think we've, we've towed that line pretty closely. There have been some pretty close calls. Um, at the same time, though, you know, China's going to saber rattle. They are going to, they're going to, put out these very dramatic press statements against the United States. Guess what? It hasn't stopped us. Um, and, and it shouldn't. Um, we should continue to, to maintain a robust presence, whether it's uh, particularly through in the maritime space um, and continuing to, to, to back our partners and ensuring that, you know, they know we have their backs. Les, what do you think? Jamil, I think this is actually a case where the U.S. needs to be visibly supporting its friends and allies in the region as a way to reduce tensions. If hmm. the U.S. isn't visibly present with the Vietnamese uh, and the Philippines in this dispute, then it's going to invite more aggression from China. If the U.S. actually demonstrates that we're willing to do these freedom of navigation um, uh, exercises and that we stand with the Filipinos and the Vietnamese, we're, we're going to reduce the chances that China acts in a stupid fashion. I mean, that seems counterintuitive, right? I mean, if we do, you know, do what you're saying and, and increase our operations, it seems like we're likely to come into more and closer conflict with Chinese military forces, fielded forces of the region. In fact, just just a few months back, I think we talked about it on this podcast, um, we had a Chinese uh, military vessel cut in front of an American military vessel. Very close call. We've seen them uh, engage in, in significant overflights over Taiwan. They've been buzzing our planes in the region as well, you know, sort of coming real close in close proximity. I mean, this is, you know, this is like the Cold War back in the day, right? I mean, remember that scene in Top Gun where, where Tom Cruise is, you know, engaging in foreign relations with that, with that MiG fighter. I mean, do we worry that this could turn into a shooting match at some point where, you know, people overestimate what's happening? Well, we should we should probably stop thinking of the world through the Top Gun movie. But the thing to be reminded of here is conflict is happening. There have been mm. there's been violence between Chinese and Vietnamese forces. Uh, the Philippines are actively involved in this stuff. Our presence there is going to reduce the willingness of China to get involved. It's already huh. happening. Yeah, I, I think the word that Les is looking for is deterrence, right? You see this in other parts of the world with regimes that are hostile to, to U.S. partners and U.S. interests. You see this with Iran and Israel. Um, and I think the same is true here. Well, look, I mean, nobody could say that we're practicing deterrence effectively yet today. So with that, that's a wrap. Thanks so much to Tatum Clifton, Claude Jennings, and the NSI staff for their help in producing today's episode. Join us again on Friday, September 29th, for another episode of Fault Lines, the National Security Institute's podcast that gets you smart fast on the national security and foreign policy rates shaking up America. Fault Lines is now on YouTube, so check out our channel for a video of today's episode. And if you like what you heard, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. 